Good morning. My name is Lauren. I'm one of the missionaries in Long Beach. When I was in South America, I awoke to many voices shouting one of my first mornings there. And I had been reading the news about the civil and the political unrest. And so I assumed that there was a demonstration outside. So I asked one of the missionaries over breakfast, you know, what was going on? Was there a demonstration? And she laughed and she said, no, we live beside a school. So the next morning, this time I was awake and I heard the kids shout together in unison, buenos dias, good morning, buenos dias, good morning. So sometimes we do have false narratives. We all do. And they're within us and they're not something that we're born with, but they're ones that we develop along the way. Either because we're within our families, through different social circles or our culture, all of that influences us. And sometimes we become very aware especially when we hear shocking and painful news like we've heard this week out of Minnesota and even the incident in Central Park, that false narratives can have serious consequences, even deadly ones. And this week, I think especially once again, we are confronted with the necessity to look within ourselves and society to see what false narratives might be dictating our thoughts and our actions. So the invitation this morning is to allow ourselves to experience God, the unity with God, so that we may work towards being united with one another. Now, the generalizations and myths that we have of people who are different from us, cultures that are different from us, they can lead us astray. False stories we tell ourselves can have some very hurtful consequences. False narratives can twist our perception of reality, can fuel fear, anger, racism, and division. So how did Jesus work through division? He constantly went out of his comfort zone. He traveled to regions like Samaria where it wasn't recommended for Jews like him to pass through. And why? Because of the prejudices that both the Jews and the Samaritans had about one another. The longer route was preferred than one of potential encounter. Pope Francis invites us to enter into a culture of encounter. And he, he extended this beautiful invitation during World Youth Day in Panama. He says that building a culture of encounter makes us walk together with our differences, but also with love. And he explained that this culture of encounter is a call inviting us to dare to keep alive a shared dream, a dream named Jesus. Jesus had shared with us this dream that he had 
in his prayer to God the Father in John 17. It's a beautiful passage. Jesus prays, I pray not only for these, he's talking about his disciples, but for those also who through their words believe in me. May they all be one. So Jesus is not only praying for his disciples, but he is praying for all who will believe because of their words and their witness. Jesus is praying for us. He is actively holding us in prayer, actively praying for our unity. Anyone who's been to World Youth Day has experienced that unity of global church, that unity beyond parish boundaries, beyond diocesan boundaries, beyond national boundaries. It's incredible. Just with even within our Verbum Day group, we had youth from Colombia, Honduras, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Chile, Belize, Mexico, Philippines, England, Singapore, and Ecuador. It was incredible. We really were, without having the name for it yet, building that culture of encounter. And if we're to do that outside of World Youth Day events that happen once every three years, we need to step out of our comfort zones. To create oneness requires all of us to be missionaries. We must go beyond what is familiar. And Jesus urges us, his last words to us in the Gospel of Matthew, he says, go, therefore make disciples of all nations. So we can't do that if we remain with what's familiar, with what's comfortable. We cannot remain within insulated groups because familiarity and comfort, they're not relevant. Building the kingdom of God is relevant. That is what is at hand and that is what is at stake, what we're called to do. If we don't understand another culture or another group, we won't value that which is different. And what we don't value, we don't celebrate. We all hold prejudices. And that is why it is so important for us to take time and ask ourselves, what are my prejudices? And when we're honest with ourselves about what prejudices we might hold, when we might act out of stereotypes, that's precisely how we can begin to overcome them. Our faith calls us to be people of encounter. Our mission is to build the kingdom of God. And that happens through encounter and through dialogue. Remember, Jesus is praying for us. Let us not forget that we are not working alone. And we are called to do this together as community. Jesus prays, Father, may they be one in us, that they may be one as we are one with me in them and you in me. May they be so completely one. Jesus 
was able to live this dream of oneness because he allowed himself to be loved by God. Love sustained him. He, in his prayer to God, he continues to say, I have loved them as much as you loved me. He says to God, you loved me before the foundation of the world so that the love with which you loved me may be in them so that I may be in them. Love empowers us to go beyond our norms and social boundaries. This union that Jesus experienced with God and the Spirit makes possible the kingdom of God and beckons us to seek this unity in our human relationships. So how do we begin to live oneness? By living it with God, by living it with Jesus and the Spirit. And the Spirit most certainly continues to work to transform us. So we can pray to God, to the Trinity, may you be one within me. May I be one within you. We have a God who wants to be known, who wants us to be completely known, who wants to know us to know that we do not have to live separated from God or one another. Divine unity is a reality and the invitation. And so this morning, once again, the invitation is to allow ourselves to experience that deep unity with God so that we can continue to work towards being united with one another. Because that's as well the invitation and call of Pentecost. And so I invite you as well to participate in our Pentecost vigil this Saturday and faith sharing on Sunday. It's an opportunity that we can enter into this culture of encounter with one another. And again, to invite the Spirit to be a part of our lives, the Spirit who works to transform us. So may we take that step out of our comfort zone. May we allow God to love us so love can heal what divides us and create unity within us. And may we live Jesus' prayer. May they all be one.